Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. Elisa Brady. Imagine not knowing where your next meal is coming from. Unfortunately, that's the reality for millions of Americans. Nationwide, the USDA reporting nearly 13% of U.S. households facing food insecurity in 2022, the worst numbers in nearly a decade. And while this time of year we are more likely to think of those less fortunate, the need in this country is year-round. We recently spoke with Claire Bobineau Fontenot, the CEO of Feeding America. She told us why food insecurity is on the rise and how their network of food pantries is trying to help. She also discussed how both individuals and the government can better help families struggling to eat. We made some edits for time and thought you might like to hear the whole thing. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the weekday Fox News Rundown podcast. Now here's Feeding America CEO Claire Bobineau-Fontenot on the Fox News Rundown Extra. I wanted to start just with the term food insecure because... Not everyone knows exactly what it means. What is food insecurity? What kind of impact does it have on a person or a family? So that's a great question because food insecurity is not exactly the same for every person. There are different gradations or levels of food insecurity. But at its core, what it really means is it's when you don't know um, where your next meal or the next or the next or the one after that might be coming from. So you don't have a consistent way of getting access to nutrition that you need. And there's a spectrum. Some people find themselves in that position infrequently and only during emergencies. Um, others find themselves in that position um, every day uh, and every week and every month. Wow. And in, in that, if you don't know where your next meal is coming from, that can make you feel insecure in, in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, beyond just the food, I would imagine. So that's that's really stark. The, the U.S. Agriculture Department says the number of people living in food insecure households increased by 31 percent in 2022 yes. last year. Right. The biggest one year increase since 2008. What happened last year? What What's driving that? Yeah, and Lisa, if, if you'll indulge me just one one more turn on, on food insecurity and its impact, by the way, depending upon where you are in that spectrum, I mean, there's some devastating implications for, for people if they don't get the nutrition they need. For little kids, there's data that show that if you don't get a certain amount of nutrition by the time you turn five, it, it really changes the course of your life. Um, for people who just got a new job, uh, their ability to concentrate and focus and do a good job at that job is significantly impacted for students, their implications for seniors, their implications. So um, it it's the foundation access and uh, to nutritious food. A nutritious mix of food is the foundation for every good thing we want for ourselves and our communities. Right. And so, so, you're, and wanna, so you're saying, say so you're saying, I want to make sure I understand it. It's, it's, it's not just the health impacts 
while you're little, you know, for a child who's food insecure, for example, but later on, these are these are lifelong potentially ramifications. That's absolutely true. There, there are data out there that show that that's true. That if you're deprived a certain amount of nutrition very early in life, it can have implications for you for the rest of your life. So yes, so this is serious business, you know, and, and there, there are tens of millions of people who unfortunately have to confront these barriers. Um, so then to the question you asked about, so what on earth is going on with the new uh, food insecurity rates that the USDA published? Well, if I can step back and share that before the pandemic, about 34 million people reported being food insecure, that's in 2019. And that represented us actually making some progress where year after year, food insecurity rates were going down. Pandemic hits, food insecurity rates went up to 38 million people. But we were starting to put in place some measures that helped people to get access to more nutrition. We relaxed rules like uh, SNAP rules, we said, SNAP, otherwise formerly known as food stamps. And we said, uh, we're going to make it easier for you to get access to these programs. The federal government stepped up um, and provided extra food from federal government commodities during that time. So it was starting to happen. And about 60 million people turned to the charitable food system for help. And that's the organization. The Feeding America Network comprises the vast majority of the charitable food system. We are over 200 food banks, over 60,000 agency partners and milk programs all across the country. So I just wanted to paint that picture. So here we are, first year of the pandemic, the numbers go up, but they don't go, go up as high as the numbers of people accessing the charitable food system. The next year, we've got a whole bunch of supports in place and the number went down mm-hmm. and that was beautiful. And then- Right, that was a lot, of, hel- a lot of help during the pandemic. Exactly. And then when those supports went away, that's what happened. So what you're looking at in those most recent USDA numbers is what happened when those supports went away. And there's some really uh, challenging things on the insides of those numbers. Like to know that in our country, um, over 13 million kids don't have access to the food that they need. That's one out of every five children in this country. Uh, To know 44 million people in this country don't have access to the food that they need. And I think about right now around the holidays, how American traditions are so embedded in a food culture. How you gather around a big table with a turkey or a ham or whatever it is that your family uses, but food will be at the center of that table. And there'll be tens of millions of people uh, without the assistance uh, and generosity of people like your listeners who simply will not be able to participate. Grandmas who used to host Thanksgiving, who this year can't afford to host Thanksgiving. And I travel around the country during the pandemic. I believe I've been to all 50 states and I've been to Puerto Rico. Um, And every place that I go, Um, I see people both struggling with the challenges associated with it, uh, but I also see glimmers of hope. Um, One of the things I wanted to make sure I said, and I hope it makes it through to your listeners, Fox listeners and viewers have been absolutely instrumental 
in helping through the pandemic. Millions and millions of meals have been provided due to the generosity of your listeners. So one of the things I wanted to come on to do is to thank them. I also wanted them to understand that we're not done. There's more work to do. But when we work together, when we put aside all the things that could divide us and we focus in on a problem, there is no country that is better equipped to solve big issues than we are. I I appreciate that. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you see generally, you know, during the holiday season, an increase in donations because it's a charitable time of year and people it's sort of more front of mind for people yes we do yes we do and 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 we're thankful that that happens so around thanksgiving um we have opportunities to talk about what's happening and people create a lot of spaces for giving and we're really grateful that that does happen thanksgiving and christmas in particular are times when when it's top of mind i think I think when we're sitting around our tables counting our blessings, we're more likely to then contemplate who does not share those blessings. And again, we have a problem in this country with generosity. This is the most generous country, um, according to data I've seen, certainly in the in the world right now, but potentially in the history of the world. We are a very, very generous country. I think the key is for us to have Uh, an awareness of a problem. We're not inclined to solve for a problem we don't think we have, right? Um, But during the holidays, people um, are alerted in their busy schedules. They pause, I think, and they contemplate. And inside those contemplations, they think about how they could help others. And then they try to do that. So yes, we do. But then there's it's also a time of increased need. So I don't I don't know if you if you you know, it sounds like you can't, you almost can't, based on the numbers, you almost can't get to a place where, um, you know, the donations match the need because there's always more, you know, food insecure people. And I'm also wondering, though, did the pandemic impact donations? And has that had a a lasting impact? Was there a trend with donations that started during the pandemic, good or bad, that has continued? Yeah, so there there was definitely a trend in during the height of the pandemic, um, overwhelming generosity, overwhelming support, including from the government. This is one of the areas where we were able to make our way through to bipartisan legislation that was designed to help and that did help. Um, and individuals reached out, dug deep into their pockets. I, I hear stories over and over again about people who during the pandemic were getting uh, checks and they were thinking, you know what? I don't know that I really need this check as much as some other people might. I'm going to donate my check. And people did. So absolutely saw it. And then um, it has it started ticking down and now it's down significantly. 
And on the federal commodity side of things, the government um, provisions, which is a beautiful partnership, by the way, so the United States government partners with farmers, growers, and producers, and provides food. They subsidize uh, farmers, growers, and producers producing food that then is used to make certain that people have enough to eat. It's a beautiful partnership. Well, during the pandemic, we since the pandemic started, we've actually seen what we refer to as a commodities cliff, 48% decrease in federal commodities. And I think it's because people don't have a perception that the need is still there, except it is. Uh, so we've seen decrease in federal commodities. We've seen decrease in individual donations to food banks and pantries. We've seen a decrease in money that's being provided as well. But unfortunately, we're not seeing demand decrease. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm sure and, that uh, in this whole fight with inflation that's gone on for a few years now can't possibly have helped because people are having such a hard time making ends meet. And the other part of that is, I know your group says one out of every six people, one out of every six people turned to charitable, the charitable food sector for help last year. Yes. Has there been a change in who and how many need help to make ends meet? Um, there has. So uh, I, I'll, I would think your audience would be surprised to learn that more and more people with higher and higher income are turning to the charitable food system. More and more people with higher and higher income are a part of that food insecurity number that is has ticked up so drastically to 13.5% of people in the country being food insecure. Absolutely. And I think what's going on, number one, let's talk about inflation for a moment, if we can, Lisa. So we've got um, inflation has come down and that's good. But the place where inflation um, is stubbornly high is with food, especially nutritious food. And another thing uh, that's a really important factor too, is we have conversations with people experiencing hunger all the time. We have a report that we do, um, Elevating Voices in Hunger Together, where we we speak with people experiencing hunger, tell, and they tell us what, what's happening with them. And one of the things that they consistently tell us is that hunger is a symptom of poverty. They tell us that um, when housing prices are up, as you see that they are now, when people can't afford because of interest rates, they can't even afford to buy a home and rent is is ridiculously high. When childcare costs are up, all of those things impact their ability to feed their families. And the thing is, on the one hand, um, if you don't pay part of your rent, uh, you're going to get kicked out of your apartment. If you don't eat as much, um, you'll try your best to make your way. So people tend to cut corners on their nutrition because they can't cut corners in other places or they'll be kicked out or they'll lose childcare benefits and they can't keep their job if if their kids don't have a place to go so we definitely see that a lot i've had during the peak of the pandemic as i would go out to food distributions across the country so often 
I'd have people in those lines tearfully explain to me that they remember many, many, many times when they and their kids went to the food bank um, and volunteered. And they never imagined the day would come when they would need food from that same food bank. So uh, we've seen some changes for sure. Wow. Does your organization, Feeding America and others like it, do you consider yourselves um, kind of filling in gaps in government assistance or working with the government? Um, You know, and what do you see going forward as something that can help more with this problem overall? Yeah, so I think it would be yes and to your question. We work very closely with the government. Um, but we are the safety net for the safety net. And there are things that, and to, to respond to the, the other part of your question, the kinds of things that we know would be helpful are things like um, there are myths about hunger in the country. Some of those myths, truth be told, I actually believed myself. Like I didn't understand that would snap that if you take away children, the elderly, and people with modified disabilities, that the vast majority of people who receive SNAP or food stamps have at least one job. That's just not something that I understood. I didn't understand that SNAP not only stimulates the economy in ways that few things do, like for every $1 spent on SNAP, there are data that suggests that the return in their economy is close to $2. The stock market won't give you that, right? Um, I didn't know that. I didn't understand that SNAP, we, we have data that show that SNAP is beneficial for small, medium, and large uh, grocers and retailers. So there are some myths out there that need to be debunked around this to suggest, for instance, as some have, oh, there's zero fraud anywhere around SNAP. I mean, I really think that's foolish. Of course, of course, there are humans who are receiving SNAP and therefore surely there's someone who's committed fraud. But the idea that there's rampant fraud and abuse, it's simply not true. It simply isn't true. So one of the barriers that we have is that, is that people think they know And like me, they probably need to step back and re-examine some of the things they're assuming. I wouldn't have thought that about that the most significant increase in food insecurity rates in that report that we talked about from the USDA. Uh, Before I started doing this work, I wouldn't have imagined that the biggest lift increase tick up would have been among people with higher incomes. So these are things that if we if we use our big hearts <laughs> and our big brains and we put those two things together and then throw our hands in there and our feet, there really are solutions out there that we can come to together. Uh, we've got a farm bill coming up. It happens once every five years. The farm bill includes provisions for that federal commodities that I talked about, which is the the Emergency Food Assistance Program, sometimes called TFAP. Um, And it also has SNAP in it. And I love the way the farm bill is structured because it puts farmers and the government 
and people experiencing hunger all together as partners. We have partnered with farmers. <laughs> uh, farmers Feed America is a coalition that Feed America is has been spearheading. And I'm optimistic about what's happening there where people are demonstrating a willingness to put aside the things that divide us and to focus in on things that can unite us. And when we do, everybody wins. Every single body wins. What is the best way for people to donate to Feeding America to help your organization so that you can continue to help so many others? Well, I would say go to feedingamerica.org. If you want to be a part of the national effort, Feeding America at the national level, which is the organization I'm the CEO of, is well positioned to convert your $1 into 10 meals, which I think is better than you can do buying some green beans from your local grocery store. So you can do that. I also encourage people to use the food bank locator that's on that same website. All you have to do is put in the zip code for a community that you care a lot about, and there will be a Feeding America food bank that's serving that community. In fact, I, re- I encourage people to do it in the reverse. Start with your backyard. Start with your neighbor. Put in the zip code for the place uh, that you grew up. If you're thinking about that over the holidays and you don't live there anymore, or the place where you met your partner, or the place where you went to school, there will be a Feeding America food bank that will be serving that community. And reach out to that Feeding America food bank and share, share your treasure with them. We get to define what it means to be American. We get to define what it means to be a neighbor in the work that we do together. I continue to be so optimistic about where we're going to go, although I understand it's going to be lumpy and bumpy. It won't be easy. But America's built tough. We can do hard things, but we do best when we do things together. And I'm excited to be a part of that. Claire Bobineau Fontenot, CEO of Feeding America. Thank you so much for all you do and for sharing your time with us. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com.